Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. This week I'm exploring the topic of busyness. Now, if we think back to the pre-COVID days, which seems like ages ago rather than three months, I viewed busyness perhaps as the great affliction of modern life. You know, when you meet someone who you know, you haven't met them for a while, and after you ask them, how are you? And maybe the response is fine. After that, you follow up with, are you busy? You know, that's often the the way we interact or the way we define our lives is through the level of busyness that we're experiencing. And for me, in the last few months, I've not been as busy work-wise, certainly not in the traditional sense. And it's given me more time to think, which, of course, is always a good thing. But then, of course, too much of anything is not so good and overthinking is not so good either. So whilst we are all looking to get back to normal, as it were, and of course, in previous episodes, I've explored many times how we perhaps want to define a new normal for ourselves. But I know for me, one of the things I don't want to just slip back into was that almost, how would I phrase it, that mindless busyness. You know, there's the practical busyness of trawling through a to-do list. Uh, That's often frequently coupled with the stress of a busy mind that's on high alert. And if you think about all of those technological advances in recent years that were supposed to make life easier, somehow they've just made it faster. With our mobile devices always within arm's reach, we literally carry our work and our social networks around with us. And perhaps just like our phones too, we rarely switch off. So this week I want to share with you three practical ways of combating that habit of busyness. And in the mix as well, I have a particular exercise that for those of us who like making lists, and traditionally they might have been to-do lists, well, I have a new one for you that will somehow also allow you to slow down. So we'll be trying to kill two birds with one stone with that one. So for me, the at, at the heart of balancing you know, the busy, to-do, on-the-go mindset is getting still. So that's the, the first tip, finding a way of getting still. For me, stillness is the antidote to busyness. High achievers fear stillness because they often equate it with laziness. Um, you know, it means that they're not doing, they're not achieving, they're not on the go. But one of the things that I've learned over the last little while is that stillness isn't an inactive state. It's actually an exceptionally resourceful one. It's how we recharge. It's how we refocus. It's how we sharpen the saw, as it were. For me, getting still means stepping away from technology and just sitting or being quiet for 10 minutes. Sometimes it's going for a walk with the intention of doing nothing more than clearing my head. I actually went for one this morning. Uh, Some people might choose meditation, which, of course, is something that I do practice myself daily. Uh, Maybe it's just having some time soaking in a relaxing bath or participating in some form of melodic exercise, you know, swimming, jogging, walking, where we're, we're using the arms and the legs in rhythm, as it were. Simply put, you won't be able to park the busyness that we experience without some ritual that allows you to be still. You know, we all have gathered a wealth of wisdom and experience, not to mention all the common sense that we have, but so often we're too busy to heed our own wisdom. You know, to listen to ourselves, we have to be quiet. 
we have to cut out the noise of everyday life and give ourselves time to turn inwards and access our own intuition, our own ideas, our own insights, our own insight, as it were. So getting still will always be route one for counterbalancing busyness. A second tip for you is what I would label asking better questions or asking new questions. When we're busy chasing our tails, we're usually reacting to short term urgencies and new solutions to old problems or old issues. They're only discovered by asking new questions. So what I'm going to share with you now are 10 what I would phrase as wisdom seeking missiles of questions that just help you reset your compass and maybe help you see the wood from the trees. You know, I'm someone who finds it difficult just to have, how would I say, just blank thinking or, you know, the mind is always doing something. And when I struggle to switch off and get still, one of the routes that I find particularly helpful is just to ponder a new question. That's why I'm including these questions as a, as a strategy for, for counterbalancing busyness. So let me share these questions with you. Question one. Uh, how are you different now to three year, to three months ago? So if we think back to the beginning of March, the beginning of COVID, what was going on with you? How are, how are things different now for you? How are you different? What aspects of your personality have come to the fore? I'm a great believer in life trying to teach us lessons all the time. So another question that I find useful, particularly when I'm feeling stuck or a little bit frantic, is what's life trying to teach me right now? For those of us who perhaps have a habit, if not an addiction to busyness, for what purpose are you busy? For what purpose are you busy? Sometimes busyness can distract us from what's really important to us. So therefore, question four is what's most important in your life right now? I know for me, my dad is quite unwell. He's been dealing with cancer for a while and that's my priority now. So other things are having to make space for that and the, and the precious time that I want to spend with them. Of course, we can always reach for gratitude at any time. So question five is, what are you grateful for right now? Who are the most important people in your life and how can you spend more time with them? That's something that I think the lockdown of COVID has reminded us of. Question seven, what do you need to let go of before you can move forward? It's like taking the handbrake off. What decision is waiting to be made? Sometimes with the, uh, how would I say it, the, the time spent more with ourselves or outside of the normal routines over the last few months can remind us of some decisions or changes that we want to make. So that's why that question is useful. Question nine, what aspect of your life is calling out for a little more attention or focus or action? And then 10, I like the analogy of this, as the architect of your own life, what's your blueprint for fulfillment? So maybe reflecting on those questions, one or two might jump out at you as particularly useful or helpful. Some may not be as relevant for you right now, but as ever, I like to give a cross section of questions or insights in the hope that some will resonate. The third of the three tips for combating busyness is to take outstanding care of ourselves. 
know, self-care, wellness, well-being, these are topics that run through most aspects of my work. And it's interesting, I've not really focused on this one for, for a few weeks with podcast episodes, so it's nice to, to revisit it today. Uh, we all know that we should be eating healthier, taking regular exercise, drinking more water, having sufficient rest. You know, if we're aware of how we operate at our best, can we lean into that a little more just for the next month or so, you know, as we come out of the COVID lockdown uh, situation? Those of you who tuned in to the great interview I had with Rob Cullen a few weeks ago, you might remember Rob and his wife Yvonne lost 13 stone between them and we explored their lifestyle changes and the, and the practical nature of what it was that they were doing that made it achievable for us all, I think, uh, and, and the discipline that goes with it and the vision for a healthier life. And one of the things that I recall from the chat with Rob is that just to devote or to make the decision to give 1% of your time and energy and focus, which is about 15 minutes a day when you break it down, to your own health and well-being. You know, so with enhanced energy, we can approach life with greater enthusiasm. And if we set that as our goal, you know, how could I be even 10% more vital, energized or focused over the next few weeks? You know, with that energy, we can then remember that, you know, there isn't a skill that we can't learn or a class we can't take, um, although not all the classes are back open yet, um, or a task that we can't try a book that we can't read. Sometimes I've found for myself in the past that busyness is an inhibitor to growth and, and expansion. You know, it becomes our comfort zone. It becomes our normal way of doing things, our modus operandi. It can get in the way. So if I can park the busyness, maybe new desires or new dreams will bubble forth. And one of the routes to, to lean into that is to take better care of ourselves, in particular around managing our own energy levels. You know, we know health more than ever uh, is, is a precious resource. Time is a precious resource. There's only 1,440 minutes in a day. You know, we'll never find more time. Uh, one day is not a day of the week. Uh, busyness is all about doing and ticking boxes and ticking items from never-ending to-do lists. Uh, but of course, we're human beings. So if you think over the next few weeks or even between now and the close of the year, you know, how could you be a little more whilst doing a little less? So there's the three tips for combating busyness, getting still, maybe asking yourself a new question to refocus the mind and then remembering to take even better care of ourselves to devote just a little more time and conscious energy into our own health and well-being. Now, I mentioned at the outset, for those of you who love lists like myself, you know, someone who will often do something and then write it on a list for the pure pleasure of crossing it off. I know I'm not alone with that. Um, I have eight lists that are worth compiling here, but they fall under the heading of wellness and um, self-care. But as I say, for those of us who like to write things out, maybe R-I-G-H-T as well as W-R-I-T-E, um, which is something I spoke about a few weeks ago on the journaling podcast or the tips and benefits for journaling, this list or, or this uh, sequence of list, I find is a great one for connecting with what's most important and also with um, uh, the best of ourselves. 
So this is one that you can do mentally just by thinking how you would respond to it by listening to, to what I'll be sharing now. Or maybe it's one to return to at a future time when you can grab a pen and paper and maybe a cup of something warm or chilled uh, and give yourself the gift of some reflection time. So here we go. Uh, eight of them, eight of eight lists. Uh, list out 10 people who positively uh, impacted your life. You know, sometimes we may not realize some people's influence on our lives at the actual time. You know, quite often we don't get a chance to thank them. Um, it is usually through others that we learn the key lessons of life. So this is an opportunity to acknowledge those people and what they taught you. You know, so 10 people who positively impacted your life. Another one, a favorite one of mine, this uh, 10 memorable places you visited. So, of course, at the current time, it's difficult to go off visiting particularly foreign climes. Um, so this one is a nice one for some reflection and maybe even a little nostalgia. It's good to visit the past some of the time, not to live there, of course. You know, so it doesn't matter whether a memorable place you visited is a neighbor's house or the top of a mountain, an ancient site. You know, just the list, list the places that have been most memorable to you. Of course, it's often said as well that it's better to travel than arrive. So maybe it's not even the destination, but a journey that was memorable or the people you traveled with or what you encountered along the way. These lists are good ways of focusing the mind, aren't they? I have to say, I must go back and, and redo some of these myself. But I made the third list, uh, the three best things that you've made. Um, I'm not someone who is particularly creative with my hands, I have to say. So sometimes I struggle with this one a little. But of course, let's remind ourselves that to be human is to be creative. So it doesn't matter whether it's a shelf you put up or a flower garden you planted, a meal you cooked. You know, let's just take a moment to acknowledge our creativity and our productivity. Uh, fourth list, uh, list eight great friends. And of course, you don't have to stop with eight. Uh, maybe you don't even want to write eight. You've just got a, a fewer number of really good close friends. Of course, some of our friends may still be with you. Others may now be far away. But this is an opportunity to recall those friends and memories and to note what their friendship means or has meant to you. Ten things that give you pleasure. That's the next list. We all have things and stuff in our lives. Some items we love because they're associated with an event or a person. You know, some may simply be beautiful to look at. Others may be be precious because of how they came into your life you know so it's it's nice to have mementos and touchstones and objects that just bring us pleasure for the sake of pleasure you know sometimes it's not just about the deeper happiness and joy sometimes it's just about pleasure another one that i like and it's almost like a dinner party discussion this one uh, 10 of your favorite books or movies or tv series that you've enjoyed you know, and of course, you might struggle to name 10, but whatever comes to mind. And of course, you can pick and mix from all art forms here. It's an opportunity to acknowledge the creative arts, literature, the world of entertainment that continues to enrich our lives. I know for sure, and I'm sure I'm not alone here, that good old Netflix has been a, a great source of pleasure and entertainment, particularly over the last three months. So we're almost there. Another list to contemplate is five of the best gifts you've ever received. 
I'm sure I'm like many people who I often prefer to give gifts and to see the response or the reaction on other people's faces when, you know, they open the gift. Sometimes it can be tricky to receive gifts. Um, I'm getting better at it, though. What's the five best gifts that you've received? And of course, there's two aspects to a gift. There's the actual gift itself, and then there's the person giving the gift. So sometimes it's the combination of two that makes it particularly special or memorable. And then the last list to contemplate is 10 things I wish I had done but didn't. Now, this might seem like a strange one to end with, but of course, the idea is to not look at regrets or lost opportunities because maybe it's a chance to rekindle a dream. You know, you never know something from this particular list, 10 things you put off or didn't do, you know, might find your way onto, uh, you know, a goal or a goal uh, sheet or a vision board, something that you want to maybe look at more seriously over the next few weeks or months. So I hope those few um, ideas around new lists, not just the old chore list or traditional to-do list, um, is something that you think you might find useful. Um, it's something that I like to ponder, maybe with a cup of something whilst I sit on a, on a chair out in the garden. Um, and it's a nice time of the year to do that, I think, as well, as we emerge from the lockdown uh, situation over the last few months. So that's this week's episode. Thank you again for tuning in. As ever, there's more information about me, James Sweetman, on my website, jamesweetman.com. And there's always new blogs and Uh, tip sheets posted on it um, as well. So thanks again and until next week.